0: You're listening to The Bev Moore Show, broadcasting on the iHeart Network worldwide. I would like to welcome my guest, Roe For Real. Roe is an author, musician, radio show host, poet, and activist. Roe For Real is a two-time national-spoken word winner, a puppet author A singer with more than 500,000 streams. A film director with a film on Amazon Prime. An activist and motivational speaker in New Orleans, Louisiana. Ro, you are a multi-talented Louisiana native and resident. And your professional career began at the age of seven.
1: Jesus. how are you? God
0: bless you. Yes, I mean I am just amazed at what I've read about you, Ro. I mean you are phenomenal. Let
1: me phenomenal. tell you, God, God has had His hand on me since I was walking around in diapers, and uh, <laughs> He He's yet to take His hand off of me. You know, so <laughs> I'm able to do a lot, but it's only through His strength. It really is. I I can't take, you know. I'm not I'm not one of those religious people, but it's just the truth. You know, God is good and His his hand has been on
0: my life. Well, it's very obvious. I mean, reading your bio, it really took me away. For some somebody that starts at the age of seven, writing Kids Corner uh, in the Monroe uh, Free Press, earning $10 Wait a minute. How week. did you know about that? How did you know about that? I don't know. I thought that's my job. I have to know <laughs> this stuff.
1: You know, most times people, you know, they they start when they they'll, they'll introduce me and they start, you know, with the music. And a lot of people don't know that I started in journalism at seven years old. Like, it's, I'm very very amazed that you knew that.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like see. I like to do my research. I like to notice my guests when they come on my show.
1: Well, you did your I homework, gonna... girl. You did your homework, That's... woman.
0: Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. See, that's what it's all about. We have to know each other, and and it, that is what impressed me about you. Is how you all started, how you got started, and how all this began, and and it just shows how strong you are as a celebrity. Um, you know what I? You know what I'll say about that. You
1: know, I'll say um, I think sometimes people fail to realize how important family structure is in a kid's life. You know, because when I started doing journalism and I was on stage at an early age, I started being in stage plays around that same time. And I've done 43 stage plays in my life, you know. and But I started as a kid. And I say that because these are things that I told my dad and my mom that I wanted to do, and they made it happen. I said, Dad, I want to be in plays. And so if he didn't write the plays, then he would find plays for me to be in, you know. And I would say, <laughs> well, Dad, I want to... I want to I want to write for the news. I want to write articles. And so my dad set me up a little way to start writing articles in the newspaper, you know. And with music, you know, I said, "Daddy, I want to sing." So my mom went out and got a microphone and a little record player and let me I blew him out of the house every day. I just I had my own radio station in the house and I was just a, singing up a storm, you know. And um I, it's it's very important that parents understand that you never know what your kids are going to be you don't know what route god is going to lead them on but if you see potential in your kids then you have to provide that atmosphere you got to provide that home environment that nourishes those gifts and cultivates those talents because you never know how uh, amazing they could be one day michael jackson started when he was a young boy you know and all these entertainers that look at prince and i mean even lebron james is a basketball player they started as kids and their parents provided an uh, um a nest for them uh, you know, an incubator mm-hmm. to help cultivate their talents and their gifts. And here, you know, a lot of these people are now world-known, world, world known, and their gifts started right in the living room. Beyonce started right in the living room.
0: <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly. And you know what? It shows because you, at the age of 13, you emerged. I mean, you became the youngest employed radio personality in Louisiana history.
1: Absolutely. Um, again, that's something that I told my dad. They saw that I was really interested in music, you know, and uh, I was a Boy Scout at that time, and the Boy Scout troop was pushing the kids to, you know, start uh, getting into their, their life goals, and they were teaching you about life goals and how to find the career you wanted to be in. I said I wanted to be on the radio, and so they had an internship, and they allowed me to come at uh, 12 years old and intern. So I just kind of worked around the radio station, got a chance to see what it's like to play records, because back then they actually had records. I'm telling my age now. But they had records, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, I just kind of learned. And then by the time I turned 13, I had gotten so well at it that they actually had a ship available. And I started working in radio at 13 years old, and it was just unbelievable being in the 8th grade, I believe, 8th or ninth grade, I believe, and you're going to school and all your friends heard you on the radio. It was like, oh, my God. Ron was on the radio. He has a radio show, and it was just unheard of. This was the 90s, you know? So it's, like, very unheard of for a kid to be on the radio. And I became so popular at a young age that I almost got out of control, but my dad and my mom, they had a a little belt that kind of kept me in line, you know?
2: (laughs) You're listening to The Bev Moore Show, and we'll be right back after the break.
3: It's O Rewards Member Appreciation Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Stop in today and check out store wide savings, plus earn double points on over 225 items. It's our way of saying thank you. If you're not already a member, sign up today during O Rewards Member Appreciation Month. It's fast, easy, and free. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day.
4: O, oh, O, oh, O, oh, O'Reilly Auto
3: Parts. I can't hide myself. I don't expect you to understand. I just hope I can explain what it's like to be a man. It's a lonely road, and they don't care about what you know. It's not about how you feel, but what you provide inside that home. Being a man is what you make it. You can't always live up to expectations, you try to please everybody while you struggle so you fake it and end up out of balance compromising situations. As a good man, uh, do what he should man, I'll give everything he has and do everything he could man. You might find yourself feeling all alone inside a house you built that you don't recognize as home. What my daddy told me And I'll tell my son the same Now that I'm older, I relate And I actually feel his pain He never cried, he might have lied But he did not complain And he said, son, one day you'll have to do the same I get emotional when I stop And think, and I look around Beyond the county lines of my small town I think about all the men out there Who feel like I do now Who are screaming on the inside But won't ever make a sound I don't expect you to understand. I just hope I can explain what it's like to be a man. It's a long. a man, our son is our horizon, and our father's actions play a role and we end up like them. So they can't let us see them hurt cause we'll embody what they do and start a generational curse. No wonder most men are so depressed all the things that they can't express. They go to war, get thrown on the shelf, then go back to war with their mental health. Then grab that bottle and ask for help. Try to pull themselves out of hell. Then fall back down and then realize that they're gonna have to do with themselves. It's the circle of life till the day that you die and that's when they start crying Ooh. then move on to a man to confide in Ooh. that's why we feel we can't hide ourselves, ourselves. we don't expect you to understand
0: back unbelievable i mean you became a public figure you know in louisiana texas region and in your childhood i mean it's just amazing it's just phenomenal
1: Uh, and this is way before social media too you know so like there was (laughs) no social media back then you know so it was really just (laughs) that's one thing i really like about the 90s and the 80s is that you actually have to have talent. And if you had talent, God will will, will attract people to you. Today's social media is so saturated that it's hard to find real talent nowadays because everybody has a podcast, everybody has an album, everybody has some little comedy skit they're doing online. and It's like it's really hard now. But back then it was much easier because, you know, there weren't many opportunities. So if you had one, well, the door was open for you.
0: That's right, that's right. And you even went on to do like amps magazine and franchise it in seven cities
1: well, my dad my dad owns uh Louisiana's oldest and largest black newspaper, and so publishing and journalism was just in my it's in my blood, you know, um, and um, I wanted to start doing my version of what my dad. Uh, was doing and so he taught me and my brother gerald you know how to set up our own little magazine and how to you know put it together how to lay it out and we had you know training through my parents and and then we released our own magazine you know so amps magazine began that stands for african-american people succeeding and uh it became the premier magazine in this area and uh we were able to franchise it to seven different cities and um, I began going in a different direction. I was just, like, doing so much. So my brother kind of took it over, and he still runs it today out of Orlando, Florida.
0: Unbelievable. Gosh. See, what I mean, I told you when we got started, how are well, we going to do all this in one interview, Rose. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, and then, and then you turn around, you're a founding partner of the Congo TV Network in 2017. Yeah, well that's that's still me and my brothers.
1: You know, um yeah. um my so one of my brothers, he um he is a phenomenal videographer and um photographer. He has done work for Sports Illustrated, for CNN, for uh the connect News uh service. He has done I mean, he has done work for Blender magazine. I mean my brothers have done B E they've done uh Jet, they've done Ebony. They, I mean, they've done it all. So we wanted to start our own streaming channel, and we actually did this way before all of these new channels have emerged now. And uh, we were up, we 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 were up against the wall because it was so new at that time. All people really knew about streaming was Netflix and Hulu. There weren't many minority. As a matter of fact, I don't know if there were any minority-owned streaming channels at that time when we did it. And so, you know, we uh, we wanted to have. Um, a place for black movies and black films and uh, black startup shows to have a residence online, you know, on television. And so we started Congo TV network and it did well until COVID and COVID unfortunately we were not able to continue after COVID because we just faced so much financial difficulty due to COVID that we end up having to let it go. But uh, it was a great journey yeah. and we learned a lot from that.
0: That is great. Well, that is just, one of your accomplishments i mean my goodness uh i mean you've recorded uh what 10 spoken word albums two spiritual albums and four r&d projects
1: yes and i actually have a new r and B project that's getting ready to be released uh in november you know so i'm really excited about that one um yes it really is you know there is a lot that i do And usually when I'm at an event or I'm at a festival or a concert, people will always talk about the different things they've seen me do talent wise. And they'll always say, well, man, what is, what do you like to do the most? And I will always surprise them with my answer. And I will always say, I love singing. I love spoken word. I love writing books. I love all of that. But my greatest talent is being a father and people are like, what? I say, yes, that is my greatest talent. I'm a very good father. I love being a father, <laughs> and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Like, I would put all of those talents and gifts to the side and be a father. It, it means that much to me.
0: That is great. That is one for us. So what is your uh, children's name? Well, I have um,
1: Caleb, Cadence, and Ethan, and they are all uh, – <laughs> they are all – like, I tell them all the time, I tell you, you know what? Y'all scare me because y'all are like – 50 times smarter than me and they're 50 times more energetic than me and they have so many ideas that their house is never quiet there's always something going on there's all they're very musically inclined you know they are up on technology they are very very smart kids but you know i've always said that you know your children are only going to be what you nurture them to be You know, so when I see parents, I say, well, I don't know why my son is like that. Well, okay, your son is like that because you didn't do something. You know, well, I don't know why my daughter acts like that. Well, your daughter acts like that because it's something you didn't do. You know, kids are always going to be um, pretty much a reflection of the family structure that they're raised in.
2: I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break.
3: Out for some lays and you face a test, which tasty chip will be. Smokey barbecue cheddar sour cream salt and vinegar too you sample them all cause the crisp is so good on your lips yeah you left your wallet at home but now you have a new best friend the many flavors of lay's chips one taste and you're in love
0: Welcome back.
1: I was raised right. in a family where, you know, my dad would not let us watch television during the week. We could not watch TV during the week. None of my brothers, we couldn't watch TV during the week or listen to the radio. We had to read. And, and, he, and he pushed us to work on our talents and cultivate our gifts. So when a lot of my friends would be watching television during the week, we never could watch it. In that time, my dad would have me writing. He would have my brother playing the wow. piano. He would have my other brother you know, using his video camera. And even at that time in the 90s, you know, um, I would say we were about 13, 14 years old, we had our own television show on the local TV channel then. And I did the, the, I did the hosting. One of my brothers did the lighting. One of my brothers did the video part. And the other one he actually went out and sold the advertisement for, you know. So at 13, 14 years old, my dad, he really pushed us to operate in our gifts. And as adults, we are all doing very well in those areas. I mean, each one of us are doing very And Actually, what's so funny is that I may be the more popular out of the brothers, but I'm the least successful. To be honest, I'm the least successful <laughs> out of them. <laughs> they have done way more most, than the me. Most, they make way the more money popular. than me. They've achieved more than me,
0: you know. <laughs> oh, my God. But your dad taught all of you how to be entrepreneurs. At a young age,
1: let me it's tell you incredible. something we sold can- we sold candy at school. My dad would go to the wholesale store and he would get each one uh-huh. of us candy, and he would front it yeah, and he would say, "When you get your uh-huh. money, pay me my money back, you know and we all <laughs> sold candy at school we i mean we had like I, I I sold so much candy at school I had my friends selling candy for me because I couldn't reach all the hallways in the school. So I had somebody on the science hall. I had somebody in the gymnasium. I had somebody on the math hall. And every day after school, we would Ooh. meet up, top the money up. I paid them, And then, we, I mean, I just, we, we've always, my dad has always been um just very, he's been an advocate of entrepreneurship, of uh your God given gifts, taking those gifts to the next level. Uh, and we, we've never had a sleeping moment with that. And sometimes it's annoying because, I really want to like live a a common life but <laughs> my
0: roots won't let me do it. <laughs> Your roots won't let you do it and but, but see look what, look at everything you've accomplished and look where you are today. So you, yes, wouldn't you know um, that
1: I really believe that a lot of people um because because there are people right here in New Orleans that are are way more talented than me. You know, there are people uh, around this world that have way more going for themselves than I do. But I think at the end of the day, something that Will Smith said on one of his interviews, he said, if you get on a treadmill and I get on a treadmill right beside you, two things are going to happen. Either you're going to quit before me or I'm going to die mm-hmm. because I'm not giving up. <laughs> he said, either you're going to quit before I do or I'm going to die because I'm going to be on this thing. I refuse to lose. I refuse to give up. So either you're going to quit before me or I'm going to die. You know? So I really thought that was like some strong advice about the will you have to have, the ambition you have to have to achieve your, your dreams and your goals. So I think the only difference between people like you and I, and those who have actually spent time cultivating the gifts that God gave them is the will, Mm -hmm. the inner will the ambition, the drive, the motivation that's the difference. There are people who that's sing who different. sing sing rings around me They could you know they can write ten times better than me but will they do it at the same pace that I do it? will they wake up with it that's on their mind? will they do right. it all day will they sleep with it will they will it be one of those things to where even if the light bill don't get paid I'm still going to be true to the gift God gave me I'm, I'm I'm preaching better than you shouting. Even if even if even if the kids start acting up, I still got to do what I'm supposed to do because it's it's it's, it's a gift. It. It's a machine that God yes. gave you, and you have to operate
0: that thing. You have to do it. If God gives you a gift, you got to spread. You got to spread it out. I mean, you know that's what we You know, it's a gift, and you can't Absolutely. waste it. You just can't waste that gift. It's exactly right, and we always have to persevere. Absolutely. Persevere. Right. Yeah, you you have definitely proven that. I mean, my goodness, you've even been uh, played a role on the HBO series.
1: Yeah, uh, and what's strength. so interesting about that? I was on Tremay, uh, season four Treme. of Tremay, and um, what's so interesting about that is that I didn't even audition for that. You know, and there were people that were like, "Oh man, they they kick you." I was like, "No, I didn't even audition for it." And it was like, "Well, how did you get on there?" It's so interesting. I was at a spoken word venue, and one of the uh, casting people just happened to be in the venue that night, and they heard me do a spoken word piece. And she said, "Your voice would do well for a role that we have on a movie that we're filming here, on a TV series that we're filming here in New Orleans." Would you come down to the set and audition for me? And I was like, "What would you need me to do?" I don't even have the script. She was like, "Just come down and do the same spoken word piece you did tonight." Do that for the director, and so they uh, rented out a theater, and they had me to come down and just ask me to perform. In less than ten seconds, the director was like, "Just cut. Can you be there for filming tomorrow night?" And I was like, "Yes, sir." He said, "Okay, we'll begin filming tomorrow night." And they had a trailer for me. That was my first time actually doing a major, uh, a major piece. You know, I've done a lot of little startups and you know underground shows and stuff like that. But that was my first time being on a major set uh, of a major network, and it was so fun. I had such a great time.
2: I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break. Jake from State
4: Farm. I really want that personal price plan. So I'll admit it, I'm a bath bomb guy.
5: Dude, you do not need to get that personal. The State Farm personal price plan simply helps you create an affordable price just for you. For real? Who's ready for their jazz bath? No? (laughs) Who is that guy? Jazz band. call or click to get a quote today like a good neighbor state farm is there we used
6: to chase that Uber freight couple of kids in a chevrolet catch a little air when we cross the tracks sipping on something from a paper stack you hang your shirt on that maple limb slipping through the moon to the river bend wasn't very long i was jumping in jumping in i guess i'm still doing now What I am doing then Chasing you Like a shot of whiskey Burning, going down Burning, going down Chasing you Like those goodbye Tail eyes Heading west to anywhere Out of this nowhere town Chasing that freedom Chasing that feeling that got gone too soon Chasing that you were You got as far as Santa Fe The way you know I tried to track you down I only got as far as Guitar Town Singing about a girl I used to know Used to know, used to know That I haven't given up I'm just on your radio Chasing you like a shy
0: back. That is that's incredible. Yeah, I mean that had to be a great experience. And and that's not your only uh production was it? Um No, I've actually been on, on um Yeah, I've been on uh-huh. uh I've been on Fox Sports.
1: Uh I've got a TBN hour special. Um I did a segment on one of the MTV shows. Um I've done some TV here and there, you know, um, I'm never gonna be somebody that's gonna exaggerate anything. You know, I haven't had no breakout film and I'm not Denzel and I'm not Elba, <laughs> you know. I'm never gonna overdo it, you know, but I've I've had a little chance to dip and dabble in it, but for me my greatest thing with television has been my own film. Um I actually wrote and directed I have a book that's called Get the Ring, Keep the Ring. And it's about marriage. Mm-hmm. How to find the right person and how to keep the right person. And so we after the book did so well in this region. We did a movie for it, and the movie got picked up by Amazon Prime. So it's still uh, on Amazon Prime right now. And the movie is a uh, uh, it's about, I don't know uh, what region you're in, but uh, we're here in Louisiana. And here in Louisiana, um, the two biggest HBCUs here are Grambling State University and the Southern University, my alma mater. You know, but um, <laughs> every year they have this game here called the Bayou Classic. And the Bayou Classic is the granddaddy of HBCU ball games. You know, and um, here in Louisiana, people from Grambling don't fool with people from Southern, and people from Southern don't fool with people from Grambling. I'm fighting words right there, you know. And so <laughs> this movie is about a girl from Southern who falls in love with a guy from Grambling, and their families don't get alone. <laughs>
0: oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that sounds very, very good.
1: I would like to. Yes, yeah, it's that. on uh, Amazon Prime right now. It's called Get the Rings. So if you guys who are listening, get if you get a chance, and you want to see a nice, good, uh, feel-good so black film. movie. It's
0: an actual film. It's a movie. It's, it's, it's an actual the, movie. Yes. It's, so it's a short. Is it a short film? No, it's a full movie. It's an hour and a half long. It's a. It's oh my goodness. So it's a
1: feature. Yeah. Wow. It came out back in like 2014 or 15. One of them. So it's been out a while now. Uh, no, it's been. I think it was 2016.
0: Oh, my goodness, I have to go look that up. Yes. Yes, on my list right away. So let's talk about what I really want to look into is the parlay Company Um, because I'm just uh, amazed about the financial aid aspect of this and how it works with HBCU students. I just, so I, I started parlay,
1: and uh, I started parlay in 2017. And parlay began uh, when a young man here in Louisiana, his name was uh, Andrew Andrew Young, and he was the valedictorian at his high school in Amite, Louisiana. He was the he was the first black valedictorian at the high school. And this was in like 2016, I believe. He was the first black valedictorian at the high school. He was also the captain of the football team, led him to a state championship, and he was also the captain of the basketball team. And they wouldn't let him be valedictorian and graduate because of his beard. They had some rule saying that you can't, boys couldn't have any facial hair. And so they wanted all the boys to shave all their facial hair off. And he was like, well, I'm not cutting my mustache off. It took me forever to grow this little mustache. I'm not cutting it off, and you can't stop me from graduating just because I have a mustache or a beard. And it created so much rhetoric that they actually stripped him and wouldn't allow him to graduate. I mean, well, he could graduate, but he couldn't walk across the stage, and he couldn't – it wouldn't allow him to be valedictorian because he had a small little patch of hair. It was so small. I mean, you could think about a 16-, 17-year-old. It's not like they're going to walk around looking like an older guy. you know. So it was like a little small little fuzz and he wouldn't cut it off. And so um, we felt it was very unfair. And so um, myself, along with, uh, at that time, state representative, but she's now state senator, Katrina Jackson here in Louisiana, and several pastors, we kind of rounded, rounded together, and we gave this guy his on graduation. CNN came, MSNBC came, Fox News came. There was news media from everywhere. And not only did we give him a graduation, we uh, allowed one of the car lots here in New Orleans, um, uh, Rich Motors, they gave him a car. And uh, Grambling State University gave him a full scholarship. And that kid was the very first kid that we helped to get in college. And we actually followed his college career all the way until he graduated. And a kid that gave up on, did not believe in, in 2020, during COVID, he graduated from Grambling, summa cum laude. And because of COVID, they couldn't have a graduation, a live graduation. So I was able to get the president of, of Grambling at that time was uh, Dr. Rick Gallo. And just recently, he was promoted to, the he's, he's over the Louisiana system now. So he's over, over all the state schools now. But at that time, he was the president of Grambling. So we set it up for Dr. Gallo to actually have a private Zoom graduation with him online. And we had thousands oh. of people who had followed his story because he couldn't get a graduation in high school and now he's graduating from college due to COVID. He still can't get a graduation. So the uh, college uh, president gave him a personal Zoom graduation online and we had thousands of people watching it. But that experience taught me that that, there is a hole uh, in our community where there's a lack of People giving to students and HBCUs. We do not do a great job of supporting students, number one, and families who are struggling to get their kids in school. But second of all, we don't do a good job of giving back to our HBCUs and black high schools. You know, so Parlay kind of began as this, 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 this community of people who wanted to see more stories like that. And so we started during COVID, we started every Friday, we started a program called I Got Five on It Friday, me and my friends. And we just asked everybody to give $5 every Friday. And that money went to an HBCU student who was struggling to pay tuition during COVID. Well, we did so well during COVID that after COVID, people were like, well, you should keep doing it. Just because COVID is over don't mean the families ain't still having problems. You know, so we just kept doing it. And yeah. here it is today. We have raised more than $150,000. And we have helped to pay oh, the tuition God. for more than 100 HBCU students in the last three years alone.
0: Oh my God, congratulations. Thank you so much.
2: phenomenal. I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back
0: after the break.
4: Jake from State Farm, I really want that personal price plan. So I'll admit it,
5: I'm a bath bomb guy. Dude, you do not need to get that personal. The State Farm personal price plan simply helps you create an affordable price just for you. For real? Who's ready for their jazz bath? No.
4: <laughs> Who was that guy? Jazz man.
5: Call or click to get a quote today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is theirs.
0: And welcome
5: back.
1: And it's all done through
5: social media.
1: We don't have any corporate backers. We don't have any major people putting thousands of dollars in. It's all from word of mouth on social media. They all send it. They can either go on our website or they download our Parlay app and they can do it inside the app. But most times it's just cash app. People will send cash app to dollar sign HBCU5 on Fridays. And we have a different student of the week every Friday. And we've just been doing it every Friday. And usually we give these students Sometimes it's $1,000. Sometimes they're short $1,500 and we raise enough to, to pay it off for them. I mean, there was one time this young lady was sleeping in her car going to uh, Clark, Atlanta. She was sleeping in her car because she, her parents really couldn't afford the dump, the, the uh, housing fees, and she really didn't have a job. So she wanted to be at school, and she was just sleeping in her car, taking a bath in Burger King bathrooms every morning. And um, we were able to find her an apartment. And one of, the, one of our supporters actually paid for her rent for six months. Then on top of that, we found a job for her and got her car fixed and paid her tuition off as well. And I said, you know what? Now, this is God. This is the kind of work that I want to do. This is like I, what I would want my legacy to be, what I want to be remembered for. I can make songs all day long, but this is like doing the kingdom work right here because these kids are going to be future presidents, future mayors, future doctors, future lawyers, and just that little Ray of light at the worst time of their lives. They'll never
0: forget it. Right. Well, I tell you, it really caught my attention. And I just want to read this, you know, for the audience to hear, because this is what struck me and made me want to look into it, you know, even further. But the word parlay simply meaning growth. uh, Let one door Open more doors. Let one dollar create more dollars. Let one idea spark residual, resi- I can't say it, residual ideas. Let one friendship create a network. Use the one thing God gave you and let it produce greater things in your life or for your life. It's a personal commitment to yourself, but also. To your community. Greatness is in you. It's up to you as an indiv- individual to cultivate your own gifts and access what has already been assigned to your life. That's beautiful. That's our motto.
1: Yes, that's our motto and the uh, the company description. And Parlay has become a community now. You know, uh, it started as just a program to help HBCU students, but we actually have a mobile app, and on the mobile app you can get daily news. We have our own radio station now that's called Vibe95, you know, um, I actually do a morning show on that station as well, um, and it's, it's so much on the app. We have a parlay book bar where people can actually read free books by Black authors right inside our app. We have an entire HBCU directory inside our app, which breaks down what each school is known for, what their degrees, or which degree or which majors are the best at which school, and students can click on that school and go right to enroll or to submit to enroll in that college right there within our app, and there's black history on the app. I mean, it's just it's so much. There's Parlay Kitchen where people upload their favorite recipes, you know, and they share them with other people. There's Parlay Travel where people put pictures up of places they've been and tell you where to go eat at when you go to this city and what hotel was a good hotel when you go to that city. And it's just become a community now. And, um, you know, the word parlay, you know, people are associated with gambling. Uh, when you parlay your bet, you pretty much are not going to put all your eggs on one, so you're going to spread it around. So what happens is if you bet, if you parlay your bet, then you will take the winnings and you put it on more than one thing to give you a better chance at winning. Well, it just hit me that that's the way we should be in life, period. You know, let one door open another door, and then let that door open another yes. door, and then let that one open really? another one. You know, let one dollar create more dollars. Partner with somebody else and create more dollars. Partner with somebody else and create more dollars. You know, we have to figure out how to get back to being a village again, being a community again. Because even in the Bible, when the first church began in the second chapter of Acts in the Bible, you know, Mm -hmm. it says that when the first church began, that they didn't worry about a building. They didn't worry about money or anything. The Bible says that they met in each other's houses and they fellowship with each other. The Bible says they shared what they had with each other. The Bible says they worked together, shared together, helped each other. That's what we're supposed to
2: be doing. I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break. Here's to choice, to making your
6: voice be heard, to getting exactly what you want, especially when you eat. At Subway restaurants, you choose your freshly baked bread, meats, cheese, and veggies to make a sub that's just right for you. Come in and create yours today. Subway, eat fresh.
0: And welcome
1: back. You know, so all of, everything that I'm doing really is coming from the Word of God. Honestly, I'm just doing it in a catchy, more hip way, but it's really the Word of God, you know, because that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be sharing what we have with each other. If you know something I don't know, share it with me. Show me how you got that. How did you start your business? Right. Now, where did you go to get your t- tax ID number? And what kind of person do you know that sells houses? That, how can I get in real estate school? And we got to share information, share opportunities with each other like we used to do in the 60s and the 70s. When doors were against us, it forced us to help each other. It forced us to right. work together. Now we have so much opportunity, we neglect to do that now.
0: Right. Beautiful. Absolutely Beautiful. Well, Rose, you you really have done amazing, and and it's all for the greater future. And I'm just I'm just uh, honored to meet you, really. Well, it is a blessing
1: to uh, just to, to, to just, uh, just to have the opportunity to share. I got kind of yes. tongue tied there. I love these waters called Clearly Canadian. And know that's uh-huh. free advertisement, but those little flavored <laughs> waters like sparkling water, you know. And I love them, so it's like I've got my kids on them now, and now it's a way for them to drink water because it tastes like juice. You know, so now we all drank the Philly Canadian water (laughs) all day long. So I got kind of tongue-tied right there because I had water in my mouth. But, you know, I thank you for the opportunity because, you know, it's programs like this and shows like this where people actually get a chance to hear a person's heart and they hear a person's soul. You can watch one of my music videos or read one of my books or whatever, and you still don't know who you're supporting. The reason that people will pay $3,000, 5000 to sit at Beyonce's concert is because they connect with her. They followed her story. They read things that she's wrote, and they followed her journey. The reason that Michael Jackson was the way that he was is because people knew his his heart. They knew what he struggled with, and they identified those things in their own lives, and they connected with him. And we can go down the list of people who are like that. You know, Oprah, the reason that so many women uh, back in the day were just so connected to Oprah is because she identified the struggle with women and the oppression that women go through and, and it gravitated to people and it attracted them to want to just see who she is and what she's about and, and whatever. So you don't get that just by listening to a song. So shows like this are important because it gives audience is a chance to just hear a person's heart. And so I thank you guys for having me and for the people who are listening. I thank you for just listening to me speak, and I hope that you heard light. I I hope that you heard uh, positive energy, good vibes. Uh, I'm a spiritual person. You know, I believe in in, in vibes. I believe in spirituality. I believe that we are all connected. I believe that everything on this planet is connected. When God created the earth, he created the earth by his word. And through that word, everything in that word is connected. You know, so I believe the trees can teach us something. I believe believe the air can teach us something. I believe animals can teach us things. And I believe wherever there's a chance to grow, then it's our job to take those opportunities and grow. So with this show, with you just taking the time to talk to me, and I do these shows all the time, but it's very special today because you've given me a chance to just share light and share positive energy, and I hope that it's contagious.
0: Oh, yes, it is. I can tell you that now. We cover uh, in 37 countries, and I promise you, Roe, you're going to be heard all throughout, and I'm very excited, and I really appreciate all you've done and sharing your message. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, and we will stay connected. Yes, we will. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here today.
2: I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break.
0: Aflac. Seriously?
5: Now there's a hole in your defense. Look at the size of that- GAP! Is that a goat? You talking about me? GAP! I think this goat is saying GAP. Must be talking about the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. So who's talking about the money Aflac pays to help close that gap?
3: Aflac, GAP, Aflac, GAP! It's about to go down, baby! Aflac!
7: Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover
8: at aflac.com. Ah, yeah, I'll be sipping on you like that 42 till the sun go down. This is
0: For tuning in to the Bev Moore Show. I hope you've enjoyed this program and will tune in for many more. Until next time, take care.